It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. If this is your very first time tuning in, a huge welcome. We're so excited that you've joined us today. The Divas That Care is now its 12th season, and we are listened to in over 30 countries around the world. So thank you. Thank you. Please thank the person that invited you to our program, because we're really excited about that. You know what? We have an amazing tribe of women, I would say. Um, we have some men that are a part of our program, and it's just so amazing how they are able to collaborate, how they're able to share stories and inspire and empower everyone around them. So we're excited that you've now joined them, and you know, let us know if they have any questions for us. All right, I'm excited. We're going to be welcoming back one of our amazing divas that has been a part of our program quite a few times now, and she's going to be doing part two on a series. We've been talking about Secret Solutions. So welcome back to our amazing program, Phil. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm so excited about our conversation today to continue a dialogue about really just simple things to make the workplace and employees and employers successful because it's not that hard. Phil, you know, a little bit of a summary about who you are, where you're from, uh, and then we'll dive into part two today. All right. Well, I love, love, love uh, living in New England. So I live in the state of Vermont, and uh, it, I've served in the field of education for, boy, going on 34 years. And my passion is about empowering children of all abilities to have a sense of belonging in their classroom, regardless of their ability level, so that they could not only be valued, but also add value. And I've really dedicated my life's work to that mission, having grown up with a very close cousin of mine who has a uh, developmental and intellectual disability. And my cousin Pam is just our family hero for success of having a different ability to contribute to the world. I love that. So can we summarize what we had talked about last time? Oh, of course. Yes. You know, we started off our our podcast last time talking about how when people hear my name, Phil Maycumber, they think of my teaching framework called The Pact and how it's impacting preschool through higher ed for students and for teachers. But We discussed last time that the principles of this teaching framework are for teaching anything, including job skills, being successful in corporate America, being able to run your own business and empower people on your team. And so we did a shout-out about really how you can methodically go through the four steps on how your brain works, whether you're a child or whether you're an adult, and those four steps are learn about it, read about it, write about it, and talk about it. Because so many times we start with the, here's an assignment, you know, in the workplace, and write a proposal. We discussed that in our last podcast. Uh, 
Candace. And, you know, employees, although they may have learned about this in, you know, business school or in their, in their education, you know, they really need those reminders about what does your company expect? What is your mission statement? And really building that solid understanding before really testing uh, people's knowledge. And it's a way to have success in the workplace. So I'm excited to give some other examples uh, in this podcast about how we could really empower people in the workplace. I love that, yes, because it goes by so quickly, doesn't it? We don't realize that you and I start talking and then all of a sudden time's up. And so we didn't have the opportunity to chat about all those. So let's talk more about that now. Okay. Yes. So, um, you know, let's briefly explain the four steps. Learning about something is everybody using the same language, a common language. And that's usually in the workplace related to some type of mission statement, right? You know, like when I think of divas that care, the learn about vocabulary that pops into my mind is contribution, empowerment, enlightenment, and inspiration. Like those are key vocabulary words for what that. your mission statement is in my, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. And I love building knowledge so that, again, everybody's on the same page. And you know, reading about it is really like diving into the sea of knowledge. How many times do we look at our inbox and go, oh, my goodness, do I have to read through this really long email? You know, there's or attachments that are 30 pages long in the workplace. It's not the best way to really deliver information for empowerment of your employees or when trying to pitch your employer about something. So um, I would love to actually chat about something that is very commonplace that happens in the workplace, which is in a small business or in a very large corporation, you know, Fortune 500 companies. Um, And that is being able to get a new initiative, a new idea off the ground, and how you do this in the form of staff meetings. And that staff meeting could be in a local bakery and you're meeting with five different people or, again, it could be in a very large company. So should we dive in maybe to this example? I would love that, yes. All right. So, for example, if you're wanting to get a new idea or some change or initiative happening in your workplace, and you are in the supervisory role, right? You could be a CEO, you could be a district manager, or, you know, mid-management. It's so important to define and show the what and the why behind the idea. And this is the learn about phase, because if people don't understand the why, they're never going to focus on the what it is you're trying to get off the ground. And that's no different in school, right, with kids. Like you get more engagement in the classroom if kids understand why they need to, to learn the things that you're trying to teach them. And so the same applies really in the workplace. And so you could really toss this out there at your first staff meeting. And then after that, you instruct the staff and say, hey, by the way, before you leave, check your inbox because we are going to pass on an article or just a series of short articles or top 10 reason lists 
that we're distributing to you and read them before the next staff meeting that we have, say, in a week or two weeks. So that was the learn about and the read about. Pretty simple. People are walking like away that. with a call to action, right? So and, different. You know, you know, you're really changing how people are doing things. You're Basically, you're simplifying the system, which we all need. Oh, we definitely need. And, you know, life's become pretty complicated, both personally and professionally and for many different reasons and it's all about simplification and you know after we build that what and why and here we're going to toss out a read about article for you check your inbox and then when staff get together and meet again they then can come up and write about their own questions or a list of pros and cons from their perspective to bring back to the next meeting which means you're getting input from your staff. If they feel a part of the process, it's not, it's not turning into a have-do of a top-down kind of initiative, that they're actually a part of the process. And then you can shout out a survey to them to fill out uh, before they show up to that next staff meeting. And that's really the whole write-about phase. And this really works. I have strong evidence that this really works. And and then we wrap it up with a bow, you know, cherry on the Sunday. The really the talk about piece is you all get together in that second meeting, and then you present the survey results, and then have a really nice collaborative discussion with your staff. Uh, and I guess it's no different than what I had said to dedicating my life in education, Candace, to add value and be valued by having staff give their opinions in surveys and, you know, pro-con lists, they know that their opinion counts. And I'll tell you, this is a grand slam for the company under the umbrella of growth and change by minimizing resistance. I can see that. Well, and it's more enjoyable. You know, they're really engaging and being a part of something. And I like that because as an employee, sometimes you feel like you're just there as a number. But in reality, you're making them feel like they're really a part of the growth. And, you know, and that's so true because oftentimes, I mean, I'm sure that you have even been at meetings over the course of your career where people get all excited and you finally get buy-in about a new idea and then it goes plop, flat. There's no follow-up, no committees are formed, there's no action plans. And then the staff are like, wait a minute, what happened a couple months ago to us all agreeing that we were going to do this? And then they never see the change being implemented. By doing this model, it lends itself to, okay, so as a company now, we've said, this is what we like about this idea. This is what we maybe want to put aside. It doesn't work for our company. Right? And that's because everybody's having input on that. And now based on what we decided, let's say what kind of groups or committees that people would want to be involved in. Well, don't you think by like saying that more hands are going to go up or more people are going to participate because they gave their opinion and they were a part of the process to begin with, right? Exactly. And I like what you're saying. Like, and this isn't just for big companies. This is for any size of company. You can implement this right. simple system. Yes. You know, I have two companies. I have Make a Difference Incorporated and my other consulting company, Practical uh, Assistive Technology Solutions Incorporated. And both of those uh, provide mentoring and coaching and professional development. Well, I use this model. 
in my companies because everyone feels a part of the team. I mean, I learned long ago, Candace, that if you as a leader constantly are solving problems for your team, they never learn to solve problems, right? They can't be afraid of you. They need to be able to say, hey, I have a different idea on that, and my opinion counts, and let's discuss it. And that's the exciting part about working with people. It shouldn't be intimidating to people in leadership positions to get feedback. They should embrace it and say, wow, I know what I know. I want to know what you know. Exactly. You're just helping to empower other people around you. Right? Is, again, adding value and being valued. And that makes any mission statement that if you truly want to make a difference in the world, your work is an extension of truly what you believe and who you are. And, you know, if you really shout out your belief system and stand by it, others will believe in it too. And I think that that's a model that can really work in any setting. I agree. So, Phil, do you help some of these companies, you know, maybe modify and or simplify their mission statement a bit? Oh, absolutely. I also help them with professional development and structuring their, uh, like, staff training uh, and all because, you know, this model, learn about it, read about it, write about it, talk about it, really applies for how you should be delivering training for, you know, either on-the-job training or, Uh, just company-wide type of professional development. So, yes, uh, I do help uh, redefine and what I call laser focus important uh, things uh, because not everything can be important, right? There's a reason the word prioritize is defined as what's important and what's less important. We don't have to say not important because Mm -hmm. maybe all things can be important, but you you cannot possibly focus on 100 things in one day. You can't possibly focus on 100 initiatives in your company in one fiscal year. It's just not reasonable. Do a few things, do them well, I can help. I love that because I think that's the the issue is that we don't always necessarily know which one is the most important thing that we need to deal with first. And with you, yeah. it, you're able to help people do that. So tell me how long are the, is the process? You know, that people are probably listening and like, okay, is this something that we do in a weekend? Is this something that we do in six months? How does this work, and does it depend on the company? Yes. Um, so yes to all of those. Um, and, and not to be broad, but really to be specific, is that this isn't cookie cutter, like one size fits all, because many people – You know, I I think and I hope that the first thing that people who are listening are saying, well, how is this different than anybody else that comes in and helps a company? Well, the reason that it's different is because it's not my way, the highway, and I do this the same with every single company or even as it relates to education, school, right? Because it comes from an entire get-to-know-the- particular goals and objectives, and sometimes people even need help with that part, uh, Candace. You know, and that comes just through a series of customization, and I combine it with professional development 
and the mentoring and coaching of walking you through the process. So again, it could be done in a weekend retreat. It could be done in a week-long retreat. It could be follow-up, follow-along. Like we provide some professional development. We do a little mentoring and coaching, uh, you know, weekend. Uh, and then, you know, maybe do something with, you know, check-ins, like throughout the fiscal year. So I think that it can be delivered in ways that are meaningful to the particular company that's in need or of interest. And that's no different than, I love that. like I said, in the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. we don't do one-size-fits-all for all students in a classroom. Every child has a different learning style. And every company needs to realize that about their employees. They need to deliver their training, their professional development, based on all different types of learning styles, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile. They need to have a variety of different options and ways that people can do their job, all still while maintaining the structure to achieve their goals. And I really think that's important because there was a reason why these employers hired these employees. You know, there was a reason why they wanted them a part of their team. Let's work on their skills. Let's work on how we can support them and work with them and help them so that they help our company. Right. You know, another exercise that I really believe in and I've had a lot of success with is an exercise that my husband taught me many, many years ago. I've embraced it both personally, professionally, and have shouted it out in my work to other people, which is what I call the 3-3 exercise. And that 3-3 exercise is what are the three things that I feel that I did really well to make a difference, to achieve my goals, whatever that positive umbrella is. And then what are the three things I'm actually going to shape and work on moving forward? And teaching your employees to do this, I mean, I teach three-year-olds to do this. And think about how much better they're going to be in the workplace once they (laughs) hit the ground running, right? My gosh, yes. And, you know, providing opportunities for self-reflection is so important in the workplace. And, uh, you know, I always say, like, when I'm doing work in school buildings or even in businesses, I don't show up at upper management or upper admin doorways and people say, "Uh uh-oh, Phil's here, what's wrong? They say, oh, Phil's Phil's checking in. Because I always shout out wonderful success stories, meaning I don't make an appointment with a person who is a leader when there's a problem. I just have regular communication with people. And I highly recommend incorporating that into the workplace. Have regular communication. And adopt the 3-3 exercise. It's simple, meaningful, and also has impact. I love this advice. This is absolutely perfect for today, you know, and I really am, I've enjoyed everything you've been sharing with our listeners. So what other things can you share with our listeners today before our podcast ends? Um, I, I want to leave also with some, you know, some more tips and tools and a way that our listeners can get a hold of your books because for all of you that have had a chance, if you don't know, Phil is an amazing author and I want everybody to read your books also. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, uh, 
I'm so pleased. Uh, my latest book, uh, I'm in the process of writing uh, a book series. Uh, my second book launched uh, in 2021 on Amazon as a bestseller in nine educational categories. I was so, so grateful, Candice. And it's been making a lot of sense to people, the title being Every Child Can Learn, Your Roadmap to Inclusive Education. I also have on the docket some future uh, books, one of which is under the Business Workplace umbrella. So I'm really excited to dive into that manuscript. Um, my website is About the Pact. That's about, A-B-O-U-T, the T-H-E, Pact, P-A-C-T, dot com, standing for the Pact framework that I have authored that we've been discussing today, learn about, read about, write about, talk about. People can reach out to me on various uh, social media platforms and certainly email me at phil, P-H-Y-L, at aboutthepact.com. And I would welcome brainstorming or, you know, having an introductory Zoom type of conference just to, you know, have a Q&A and just get to know people. I love people. I love what I do. Uh, my own podcast called Every Child Can Learn. And, you know, it's so interesting because I think people can learn uh, from different settings and different uh, types of uh, people in leadership roles and then apply it to their own life. You know, so my educational podcast, Every Child Can Learn, uh, ranges from me uh, interviewing people in the trenches, you know, like everyday educators, up to, you know, superintendents and principals and, uh, you know, other folks uh, that are international. Um, I feel very grateful that my work has extended outside of North America and is making sense to people in various locations. And uh, so, yeah, check out Every Child Can Learn as a podcast. I'm sure you'll walk away with something to put in your toolkit. Excellent. And for all of our listeners, we're going to be posting all this information on our social media so that you can just click on a link and go right to it. So we're always so excited when Phil comes on the Divas at Care because, as you can tell, she is has so much information. She is so amazing. I'm just blown away every time I have the opportunity to chat with her because I know that we learn so much from her doing so much good in the world. And you are, you're, you're part of so many organizations and I want to applaud everything that you do because sometimes we don't have the opportunity to thank the people that are really in there doing amazing jobs like yourself. Oh, well, Candace, thank you. I so respect the work that you do, what you stand for and who you stand beside. And it's always such a pleasure to have a conversation with you. And uh, I look forward to us doing more things together that make a difference in the future. <laughs> I know we will definitely be doing that because it is so much fun and it's just an honor to be able to do that with you. So thank you so much again, Phil, for being my amazing guest like always and sharing this amazing information with us. And I can't wait to have you back on in the future. Oh, thank you. And it's my pleasure. Yippee! Yay! <laughs> and a huge shout-out to all of you amazing listeners today. You know, thank you so much for tuning in to us. We really appreciate each and every one of you that takes our programs, you share it with your friends and family. You know, that's how we've been able to inspire so many people around the world. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. 
Thank you for the last 12 years and just being a part of our movement. We really appreciate you guys. And thank you again to my amazing guest, Phil. Like always, she is just inspires me. Um, I hope that all of you have a fantastic day. And please remember to do something kind. And until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.